everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Manifest podcast. This is your girl, Anika. And Brittany. And we are back for our fifth episode, Brittany. Whoop, whoop. So, Brittany, how how you been? How's your week been? I feel like I've been disconnected from you. I haven't talked to you. What's been going on in your world, girl? Girl, I know it's been, I feel like I ain't talked to you like in in months and that's not normal for us <laughs> that is not normal because literally like i feel like i talk to i usually we talk like all day or day so i don't know what, so yes. what's been going on what you've been going through yeah that's like good. we usually text email all day kind of mess up so okay work that's what it is first of all it's work on my end um them old ladies uh leroy millie uh sarah <laughs> Bartholomew day as yet. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? Like they be having you what? Busy. Oh, I've been trying man. to like incorporate myself back into the working world, and when I tell you, like this sounds really gross, but some days, like I can't even pull these scrubs off. I lay in the bed. And next thing I know, it's time to get up for work in the morning and take a shower and go start all over again. Damn, that girl tired. And you know what? I just write for right now. I really don't do too much, too much, quote unquote. But I re- I do, I'm doing two jobs in one because I'm the only person that's like really an employee of the office besides the nurse and the director. So I'm like answering phones, scheduling appointments, scheduling seminars, scheduling this faxing over files, um, going to UPS, going to FedEx, doing all this kind of stuff, and then coming home. And then some days I have to work really late, so like to 7.30 or whatever. Mm. So I'm tired. I, I don't know what... When we incorporate Carson back into the mix, it's it's going to be... Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah. Damn. You, well, hopefully by then you'll be acclimated to back in the working world, because to have to do all that at one time is a lot, so... Maybe it won't be that bad, but it's still going to be a lot. I'm hoping so. Y'all say a prayer for your girl, please. Jesus wept. Amen. Girl. Right. <laughs> I'm just joking, though. You need a better prayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, this Update week has been, oh, this week has been stressful. I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. Um, This is, for, for one, this is getting close to the end of my real estate session so we're wrapping up so I had to go yeah so I'm doing a lot of studying I had to go to more classes than usual this week and Mm -hmm. also I had uh, an important meeting at work that I had to prepare for that we normally prepare for months so that was just a lot and that was very taxing and now that that's over I don't have to worry about another one until April and I can breathe and so I'm feeling relieved but the week just went by really just it it seemed like it started out really slow and then once Thursday passed I'm like okay I can breathe so it's just been really a clusterfuck week of just busyness for me you know what I felt the exact same way too I feel like okay damn it's just Tuesday and by the time Thursday got here it was like zoop Friday yeah yeah it didn't help that I laid in bed all day today I was like you know what me too (laughs) I just so late today was just like and I kept beating myself up like why am I so lazy and I just realized now that you said that like we tired yeah I got up at nine I got up at nine o'clock 
like I didn't even mean to do that. I used the bathroom or whatever, and then I got right back in the bed. I was like, I'm gonna take, you know, everybody's still asleep. I'ma sit here and scroll on Twitter and TikTok and stuff. And then next thing I know, I dozed back off. It was one o'clock, child. And I was like, oh, car still asleep. So I'm gonna lay here as long as he's still asleep. It was about one thirty he got up and I was like, Okay, we need to go to the grocery store. Let's go ahead and get up. But I was I was ultra lazy today and I don't even feel bad. I don't feel bad. Like Sometimes you, you got to sit down for your body to make you sit down. Yeah, definitely. Because Thursday, I had been doing this all week, but Thursday I went in to work early knowing that we had that meeting. So I went in at seven mm-hmm. and I didn't, and then I also had class that night. So I didn't get home till like 1030. So that was a long Damn. day. Yeah, I was tired. So Friday I had to hop up and, you know, go to work. So I didn't get as much sleep. So that's exactly now I see why I'm so lazy today. I don't feel as bad. So, Ooh. Anyway, this week, um, we are going to be discussing unlearning. Yes, right Um, on the heels of having a conversation with Brandon, I guess we kind of got together and was like, this is a great time to discuss (laughs) unlearning. Yes, and I mean, just yeah after that conversation kind of reminded me of everything that I had to like oh don't like don't think like that you everything mm-hmm. you had to unlearn and unteach yourself just and not even realizing that you know these are things and qualities that you've kind of um had over just your whole life and till you get to a certain point where you're making decisions for yourself and like hey no that's actually not right we don't do things like that so yeah um yeah this takes definitely takes a lot of work and means a lot to the both of us because it's something we talk about all the time um so I would say the first thing that comes to my mind when having to unlearn a certain behavior um would be second guessing yourself or myself Mm. so and it is a it is a matter if it's at home at work or wherever I don't know who taught me somewhere along the way that all that most likely, you know, be confident, but more than likely, don't be too cocky. So just make sure you, you know, kind of keep it humble to the point where I'm second guessing like, oh, this is pro- this is probably wrong or this is probably not right. And a lot of times I realize like. Even just going back to school, for example, I I remember in class, we were going to take a test and I'm like, okay, guys, this one is really hard. I looked over it before and I don't know how we're going to get through this. It's really hard. And I had a couple of people agree, agree with me. And when it's time to give the answers, I just happen to be, you know, let's just give it a shot. And I'm hollering out the answers and they're all the right answers. And I'm like, huh, it was hard, but I don't know why I didn't think I wouldn't know that. I, I, I mean, and I do it at work. And it's just really, it's it's just a lot. And I and one thing I can say, um, I know growing up, my mom did the best she could, you know, to instill certain things in me. But I feel like one area that was just really completely grazed over was just having, a, you know, self confidence and mm. just having, you know, being being okay with, you know, how you really feel and, you know, just trusting yourself that you have the right answers and you know, and that you can do this. So I don't, I didn't get that foundation. So I've had to build that and unlearn to, Hey, you probably could be right first. Don't, don't, don't go in thinking that, you know, 
you're wrong or you second guessing because that's not confidence though. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's just well I don't I don't I I can't really even really put it into terms, but I, I understand exactly what you mean, like learning how to basically learning how to trust yourself. Yeah. Just that that's hard. Like how well like how do you do that? Like I'm you know, and it even happens like in, in a marriage too. It's kinda like well, you know, I might make something and I know I can cook. I'm like, it's probably not good. And then, oh, I really like it or just any anything. And it's just like, well, why would I come off like that first? And it makes somebody realize, if you don't trust you, why should I? And it's not that I don't now that I'm realizing, like, getting my voice. I do trust myself. I do trust my decisions. I just have to turn that part off, unlearning that, you know, everybody's not going to be right all the time. And But it's okay to be confident and what you are doing is right and then if you're wrong you correct yourself at that point but not going into it like oh this is probably not right you know yeah I like that you use that example because I think one thing I need to unlearn is like um seeking validation oh yeah um I I love that you use that example because like oh you well first of all I know you know how to throw down and put some sauce on any motherfucking thing okay I I know that (laughs) Like y'all when me and Nika used to live around the corner from each other. Oh, I made you a plate. Then I'm on my way. I'm on the way. <laughs> Miss that so much. <laughs> I do too. But just like, you know, I can make something for car and it could be the same thing. Like making hamburgers. Like I could I own my I have my own little like special things to hamburgers and like my kids love it and he's he loves it. But it's like every time they bite into it, it's like Oh, but did you like it? Did you? Is it good? Is it this? Is it that? Like, why do I feel like I need them to validate something I already know that I'm a master of? You know, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's it's so strange. It's it's like unlearning. Like I to some to some extent, it's natural. But I feel like for me, the place it comes from is just second guessing and just having to unlearn that. You know, if you if we're peeling back layers, that's yeah. kind of the root of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Another thing that I've had to unlearn, and I've unlearned this probably within the last two years, mm-hmm. would be that you need a partner to complete your life. And woo, woo. wait, <laughs> hold on now, Shadi. She's you know triggered. Because you know they're gonna say, "Well, you know, um, you can be whole by yourself." You can do this. And yeah, you can be whole by yourself, but come on, expound, baby. I want to hear I'm, this. Yeah, I'm going to expound. So you, we know that you can be whole by yourself. But then also, right before I met my husband, there's this intrinsic need to want to oh, find somebody <laughs> and want to get together with somebody so that you can move on to your next phase of life. And I say intrinsic because I felt like it was coming from me. It's inside mm. of me. But where was that? Some somebody had to instill that in me because I'm I wasn't sad and lonely going to sleep by myself necessarily. Brittany can tell you I wasn't living a sad ass lonely life. I was fine. But listen, y'all, I was like I had kids young. Nika could pick up and go. I was always just a little not. I don't want to say envious, but envious is the word I want to use, but. 
I was like, damn, that girl can get up and do anything. Like, she can just go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I, if it was the other way around, I'd definitely be envious, envious too. So with that being said, it's like, there was still something in me that's like, no, I'm still like, something says, you know, you see everybody else around you getting married and not because not like I got married because everybody else was. It was an intrinsic need even before he came along. Like, this is what is supposed to happen. I need to meet somebody, you know, in hopes I maybe, maybe not, you know. But then also, as I take a deeper dive into it, there were conversations that I've had with older women. And the first thing they ask you, especially if, if, if it's been a while and they haven't seen you in a while or whatever, the first thing they're going to ask you is about a man. You got mm. a man. Are you dating anybody? And yet those same people will turn around when you're, I guess, not feeling so great and say, oh, you don't need a man. Wait a minute, because something ain't adding up. So why is it the first thing you ask me about? Are you dating anybody? You know, and I don't think that's nothing. And there's anything wrong with that conversation, but it's problematic in the way that that's the that is the first thing that's the topic because it's like well who said that I wanted that but I I did because like I said it was intrinsic but it was intrinsic only because that's the way we're socialized to think things are supposed to be you're supposed to do this you're supposed to do this and then you need him to go along with you in order for you to move on to the next phase of life and as I have gotten to the quote-unquote next phase of life I realized like you know, this is not something that's necessarily a requirement. It's something that definitely takes a lot of work. It's something that is very distracting. It's something that kind of sometimes can take you away from your own personal goals because now your your personal goals need to align with his and then move forward. But sometimes they don't. And then what? Like having to unlearn that has just been just crazy for me because so I just try to do my part. And when I see young women and I'm speaking to them, I just make that clear, like, listen, you have time for all that, do what you want to do. And if that's not what you, you know, what you really, truly want to do in your life, then that's not something to say. You may not get married and have a husband. You may choose to be, you know, the auntie forever. And there is nothing wrong with that because aunties are lit. I have two of them that choose to not be married and do whatever the fuck they want to do. So I definitely had to unlearn that thinking. And now I'm glad I made it there. I just wish that. I want. I wonder how different things would have been had I made it there when I was like twenty six or twenty seven versus now about to be thirty three. That's funny that you you know say that, and not to keep intruding on you know what you're learning. But I have my daughter is thirteen, and she is like adamant about not having. She don't want to get married. She don't want to have no kids. She wanted my baby want to be gone in the wind. And I always tell her, like, okay, that's fine that you want to do that. Um, you can be the forever auntie because your brothers for sure gonna have kids. And I can just feel it <laughs> in my spirit. They're gonna make me <laughs> They're gonna add a little razzle dazzle on my life and I'm not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just like, I think she just thought like her brothers are have added enough excitement or whatever to her life she's like hey she she literally sat me down one day she's like yeah so I'm not gonna have kids and I was like yeah but you're just 13 you 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 don't know that for sure yet she was like no I'm telling you I'm not gonna have kids I was like oh okay well you know baby 
it's fine. You can be a forever auntie. That's okay. It's okay. Like, I wish that we would stop making such a huge emphasis on you got to have a man or whatever. Like, it's just... I saw a meme the other day that says it was, like, four little cartoons. And the, it was a black girl and her mama. And the first age was, like, she was, like, age five or whatever. It's, like, no boys. And then the second age was, like, uh, 10. And she was, like, no boys. And then she got to where she was, like, 15. It was, like, no boys. And then when she got to age 25, it was, like, oh, age. so where's her husband? Like what? Uh, yeah, that you know what, that, and that's exactly how it is. It's like, don't be, don't look at boy, don't even, you know, be a virgin forever and ever until you get married and all this stupid shit. And then it's just like, then at twenty, like you said, twenty five, it's like, oh, where's your, yeah, where's your husband? Haven't you been dating? Well, you know, you need to. It's like, well, well, for, well, first of all, that whole thought is process is problematic, and if that's what we were supposed to be doing, then I mean, it should have been. It's just. Y'all, you don't need a man to free yourself. And I wish, it's, I see so many young women on my Facebook that are always like really soul searching for a man. My husband, my husband, he's going to my future, my future. And I'm like, but there's time, the present is passing you the fuck by while you are mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. of something in the future that is going to give you a headache. I'm not saying that marriage mm-hmm. cannot be a beautiful thing. It definitely is and it can be. But it's just adding an extra something to your life that you don't realize and and it's kind of you it, to me sometimes it can take you farther away from your goals that you want to do personally it's yes. just like use yes, the time yes. to work on yourself use it while you're single or you're not tied down to anybody use that time to fix yourself and make your own self complete and then by the time you're ready to date or whatever you already got a man that you ain't got to build up and complete you know you ain't got to put the puzzle pieces together to complete him. That's something his mama should have done, first of all. But anywho, um, put the puzzle pieces together to complete him, to make y'all a whole puzzle. Now, you be a puzzle yourself, him be a puzzle, and then guess what? Guess what? Y'all can be a whole damn masterpiece together, you know? Right. You don't have to... Can we we put a pin in... don't complete a man. Let's let's put a pin in that because I got so much to say about that one. Let's let's do a topic about that. <laughs> we, we we can do a topic Bleep. about that. That's one. I I'll put the pin in here. Bloop. All right. Moving on. <laughs> We've said enough. Unlearn that shit. You don't need him. Go on. Oh, um, and not that you don't need him. You don't need him to feel complete. If that's what you feel like you need to feel complete, you probably need to hop in some therapy and figure out what else is missing because it's not him. I promise. I promise. Watch. Go see. Um, the next thing I've had to unlearn was that you've had, you have to do things the conventional way. And what I mean by that, I was always told, you know, you go to school and my parents really drill school down my throat, school, 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 school. Um, you go to school, you get a job and, you know, you live the American dream after that. Um, but newsflash, like that's not really what has what is currently going on like I went to school right and you get a job and you're like wait this job don't pay for the school I went to something ain't I mean granted I should have picked a different subject to go to school for but it was it never occurred to me that you could get paid from your creative abilities and for example growing up I've always braided hair did hair and everybody's like oh you're gonna go 
you know, to cosmetology, you're going to get your, you know, da, da, da. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that because that's not university. So I don't want anything to do with that. So anytime somebody brought that my way, I'm like, eh, nope, I might do that on the side or whatever, but I'm going to work and I'm going to get a job and I'm going to look official. And I say that because I remember going to school and in my school, there were two different paths you could take. You could take a, what they call like kind of like a vocational where you're going to do, you know, the trades or you could take the university path and everybody was pushing more to go to the university path. So in a way, the girls that I saw in cosmetology, they weren't the smartest or the brightest and they weren't necessarily trying to do their work. They were really into hair and and some parts of me kind of looked down on that because I'm like, university is better. Now, in reality, in 2020, if I had decided that I'm going to go full force and yeah, I'll do hair. So I could have done both. Who's to say that that couldn't have been the job that I'm doing while I'm in school getting something else? It's kind of like I kind of grew up being one track minded because my parents kind of were. It's yeah. almost like they didn't, I don't even know if they realized they were. It's kind of like get a job, get a job, and not like, oh, you can actually have your own business. It doesn't take all of this. And now I know technology kind of brings things to where it's easier and they're telling me stuff that, you know, they, that's something that worked for their generation. But now it kind of, it just has me thinking like, okay, I really don't think it's a good idea to sit in one place for an hourly or a salary, you know, for all day when you, when you at that point are putting a cap on your potential earnings, just because this is what you were taught you're supposed to do to get things done. And yeah. that really is kicking my ass in this moment because it's it just having to unlearn that. It's like, wait, wait, there's other things. There's other ways to do things, whether it's school, whether it's, you know, so you don't have to do things a con- conventional way. And I'm unlearning, having to unlearn that and remind myself every day as I sit at my desk in the ghetto from eight to five. <laughs> like I saw an article. I don't know if you saw this, but, um, I saw an article that said um, as the U.S. has pushed people further into student debt, now they need more people to do vocational work because it's a shortage on people who do vocational work. Yep, saw that. It's like, ooh, capitalism at its best, baby. Like, y'all push these people to get into, I don't know how many people I know that, you know, go to college or whatever and yes, I want to be a marine biologist and da 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 but then I, you know, you see them working at a damn, you know, assistant manager at a retail store, like, <laughs> and it's nothing wrong with that. I'm not shading anybody. It's, it's not. It's nothing just, wrong with that. That You know what that kind of reminds me of? <laughs> oh, girl. You'll wait. Remember at church, we had, um, what was that, that, uh, some, some type of little goofy moving it was like you got high hope you got high apple pie in the sky <laughs> I said not high apple pie in the sky that is, is the hope so high and that's what I just thought about when you said a marine biologist but that one church though baby where, where was that at that's a Disney that's a Disney no but we watched it at church that's where I saw it because oh, I remember yeah. specifically Tiffany said that and as I thought it was funny so that's why it's not a church thing, but it's just <laughs> I said not high apple pie in the sky though. That is hot. Hey, Tiffany. Hey Tiffany. Hey Tiffany girl. I hope you Hey Kennedy, my friend. Hey girl. <laughs> she's she so, cute. so cute. I can't wait till she starts smiling. She stay mean oh, mugging. She's, she stay mean mugging. 
steak. Oh, Jennifer, little boy, he be mean mugging too. Does he? He did. I gave him a smile one time, and other other than that, I feel like he judges me every conversation. I'm like, whoop, okay. Listen, uh, Jennifer's baby and Kennedy definitely give me. They oh, and Cash too. Hey, Jamanta, they all give me baby fever. The uterus throbs. Oh Good goddamn. God. I'm sick of y'all babies. Oh my gosh. Somebody please just let me babysit for a couple hours. They, they I can get over it. it. I'll get over it. <laughs> she gets <laughs> her best friend. But yeah. So um, it's just something and when I say unlearning I'll notice that I'm going towards a thought or you know and I'm like nope that's not how we that's not how we doing it now because that same thought is what got you to where you didn't want to be. So having to to consciously remind yourself, this is not this is not the end. This is you know one way that I was shown to do something, but there are other ways. Be it not conventionals, that doesn't mean that that's you know that's the wrong way to do it. It's another way to do it, and more than likely, it's effective. And another example, um, there's a young guy in my real estate class, 25 years old. And normally I wouldn't even be having a conversation with him, but him, I and another girl were talking. I was just kind of hearing him out. He was just saying that he wasn't he wasn't really there to get a real estate license. He was really on some doing some other shit. So we started questioning him and it came up that at some point he Googled how to be a millionaire or how to be rich rather. And you know, as stupid as that sounds, it's a simple fucking idea to just Google that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. And he actually started doing things on the list. And one of the things, it took a year, but it worked for him. And I was like, Mm -mm, mm -mm. do you hear this? Yeah. I'm finna Google how to be rich. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, so he just to me, because when he was talking, I'm like, what? And then I thought of, I'm like, okay, so the lesson in this is younger people, they're thinking differently than what we were taught. Like, as stupid Mm -hmm. as that sounds, this man literally Googled that, started doing something, worked on it for a year, and he's just now seeing the fruits of the labor. But he was just like, you know, that's just, he's like, honestly, that's just what I did. He was like, um, you know, that is just now working for him. And that just made me think like, now nobody ever would have said, I mean, it's not like you get a guide to life, but that's definitely not a conventional way to do things. Like, I mean, I know Google is just kind of like available now you know, and at your fingertips, but I did just sound so simple and retarded, but it actually worked for him. So I just kind of, I don't know, they kind of sat with me for a bit, so yeah. Well, one thing I will say that um, people who are younger than us do have a leg up because we didn't have the technology and stuff that they have now. Like, we were still on AOL dial-up child. If somebody called the house phone, it was going to be busy. That's true. But you know what? I I blame that on how we were thinking because I remember being in college as YouTube was just on the rise when we really could have been on and popping with the YouTube videos. But it never occurred to me that I could be the one creating the content on there. It was always like I'm being entertained by it. And a lot of times we we as a people, okay, Mm -hmm. are just looking to be entertained or the main um, Mm. we love to buy shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, what are we doing for ourselves to 
invest in ourselves like why why wouldn't it have been a thought at that time like hey you could actually create a video never fucking occurred to me ever and I just feel like when I do have children I would love to in you know instill an entrepreneurial spirit in them even if they not to say you got to make money off of everything but just just that deeper way of thinking instead of how you're programmed to think that you know and I could go on and on about that and media and all that stuff but I will just say that you know it's just been hard to unlearn that because I could have I could be somewhere totally different with a different frame of mind but I feel like I've only recently got here so now that I'm here you know it's up to me to use this unlearning process to move forward so okay so the next thing I've had to unlearn and the last thing on my list is something a little touchy but I'm gonna have to say it I'm gonna cry no you're not gonna cry okay I've had to unlearn how to hold my space as a black woman in public areas and learn that it's not okay to be disregarded and even learn when you are being disregarded so shout out to Jamanta again come on Jamanta she's about to get a permanent seat on this damn podcast she shared an article about when black women being disregarded and it yeah and how and pretty much just how how to make sure you hold your space like a girl sharing her experience on you know being disrefucking guarded in a public place as a black woman and not feeling like you have to get up and move so there's a couple examples I have and before I even go into that um a lot of times if you think about it especially in Memphis um in a lot of urban areas there isn't okay so how to say this when you think about going somewhere, I know we always would say like we're gonna go to Wolf Chase, like because it's better over there. But it's better. What what makes it better, really? What what? Tell me what you be, what what you think makes it better. And so I had to even learn that myself. Like, you know, these nicer areas, quote unquote, that I wanted to go to. Why was I so attracted to them? Because they're the bet the things are better. Granted, it's not, I guess, ratchet or run down, but. What would make something ratchet and run down? Any, I say all that to say I had to unlearn that white spaces does not mean better spaces. It just means Ooh, these no. are <laughs> these are spaces where the whites are, and I don't have a problem with them. I'm just being candid on my where fucking show. Are? Where the whites are doesn't mean it's better it doesn't mean it's better it doesn't mean it's better I had to say it three times because at one point I didn't even realize in my mind that I was kind of taught white is right and even if somebody's walking past you you always kind of feel like make yourself feel like you're a burden and oh excuse me why the fuck am I saying excuse me when I'm walking just like you are so why do I have to pipe be the first one to pipe up that shit we just learn over time and I don't think anybody sat down and said hey this is what it is I think it's just been an environmental thing we've learned and adjusted to like you say excuse me blah 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 you know as a human being you would say excuse me but a lot of times we say it and we're not even in the way of doing anything hey, excuse me ma'am I'm eager <laughs> let me move on out the way ma'am girl fuck you if you don't say excuse me this shit happened to me today it happened to, while we were in the grocery store so uh, somebody else was on the other side of the, the grocery store. And the grocery store we went to, well, you know how Lytle is, right? Lytle is a Lytle Little. You know little. 
Little. Why can't I ever say it right? It's okay, Lidl. You say it again. Okay, so we went to Lidl today. You know the aisles are kind of not as big as the other aisles. I mean, mm-hmm. it's regular grocery store aisles. So if somebody was stocking on one side, me and Car were on the other side. And Car was in front of the cart and I was pushing the cart. And he was turning around talking to me about something. And there was a lady, and yes, she was, <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to get past. And I looked at him and I said, she's trying to get past, but she won't say, excuse me. So fuck Oh, it. God damn. He was like, he he usually like, he doesn't like to listen, my husband is about it, about it. And anybody will tell you that. He would he would turn up anywhere. But lately, I've been noticing like he don't kind of like to make a scene as much anymore. Which is great. Because I can be easily embarrassed sometimes. But I said, she wants to get past, but she won't say excuse me. He was like, well, fuck her. And I was like, well, fuck her too. Shit. So he turned around and he kind of walked ahead of me. So I was still in the same space I was. And she was trying to squeeze past um, me and the person who was stalking. And instead of her saying, oh, excuse me, she just kind of moved her cart and like brushed against my cart and my fingers were there. And she almost hit my fingers. And I said, oh, girl. I said, oh, girl. And she was like, oh, excuse me. You could have said that at first. Like, what? You dusty ass bitch. And let me just, (laughs) that just brought me to a really dark place because they will never, and if you are listening to this and you happen to be not of color, void of color, please, (laughs) (laughs) please help us understand why do y'all think it's okay to just like, you just almost like stand there with your arms crossed like are they gonna move like 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 partner red sea like it's an automatic thing like it is not gonna hurt you to say excuse me because a lot of times I ain't even see your ass you say excuse me to make an announcement but I guess we so used to saying excuse me to be seen just to you know you used to getting out of the way for people but they just will really like you said just like get to the point where you have to say excuse me all you have to do is excuse me means hey i'm about to come by it could mean that or it could mean hey i don't want to rub you it could mean so many things but they rather just like this is actually my fucking country and i'm not gonna say excuse. please let me know let like send us an email let us know the thought process behind that because it may not be malicious maybe it's a misunderstanding but from my, the way i see it it just seems very fucking rude especially Along- when they don't even want to look your way when <sighs> they're doing the shit a Don't no time acknowledgement. Ago, a long time ago, Gia, um, person that we both follow on Instagram, she said a while, like a couple years ago, stop moving out of spaces um, where where you know they see you. Stop moving out their way so they can be comfortable. You were on the sidewalk first. You know, whatever or whatever. And I've started doing that. And I, I started implementing that after I read that. And you would just not believe some of the faces I get. Like, oh, you're not going to move. No, I'm not going to move. I'm not. I'm not going to move for you. I'm actually when, when are you going And is it going to hurt you? Like, And I'm like, okay, well, do they say it to each other? They, I think they do. Do you think so? 
I think they do because if they didn't say it to each other, that would make me feel better. Like, okay, so you just don't say excuse me to nobody. You know what I'm saying? But y'all, again, somebody let us know because I'm not in. I'm not in uh, too many of these white spaces where I see besides work where I see this happening. And everybody has to be nice to each other at work. But when you in Walmart, it's a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother thing. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like a whole a fuck a whole blatant disregard. Somebody, this lady I remember, she was like pushing her cart past. And you know, like if you walking and you somebody's walking your direction, you're walking their direction, and you have to kind of come perpendicular to them where you guys have to kind of cross. Somebody mm-hmm. usually it's gonna be the black person is gonna have to stop and kind of like evaluate who's going where so you don't run the fuck into each other. Uh, except for if I'm like a little bit up ahead, they will speed up. So that they can make sure they get the fuck around you first. This lady sped her cart up as I'm kind of going out of one way. She's going out the other way. When she, a simple, she could have just slowed it down and kind of let me go since I was already ahead of her. But no, what did she do? She sped her cart up and continued to look the opposite way as if I wasn't fucking there. Mm. A blatant disregard. We can't make it keep making excuses up for that. It's unacceptable. So when we decide to just you know, oh, excuse me, then it's like, I'll even try to help somebody say, excuse you, up, no nothing, like, up, bitch, fuck you, all right, cool, but if I just didn't move, and I ran the fuck into her car, it would have been my fault, because I didn't allow her, her space, but why is that my fault, why can't it be both of ours, because you didn't stop, the fuck, I'm just tired of it, so I've I've just had to unlearn to you know, it sometimes it can be uncomfortable and a lot of times it's easier to just get up and move so it won't be uncomfortable. But nah, fuck that. You know, it's not even it's just I'm I was here and I don't have to leave my space where I'm comfortable to make you comfortable. If you're not comfortable, um, do the Nene leaks wave under the chin. Bye girl. Like <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> you can you can leave and it's just it it's it sounds easier to do than it is because it's just been so many situations where I've had to consciously say, don't move or, you know, be okay with somebody not saying, excuse me. There was, it was a, who, who was that in some store where the lady was like reaching all over the, the girl, but it didn't, we girl. didn't learn that until afterwards where the girl was cussing her the fuck out. And I'm pretty sure she was then she was loud and ghetto and she didn't have to do all that. But we didn't know the story beforehand where the lady was reaching all over her in front of her kid. Like that's just common decency is rude. And you know that because you're a person so human and human. But I guess since y'all still think we three fifths human, you could just reach all over the fuck of my crown. It just it's a lot. Very annoying. And I don't like it and I've had to unlearn it. So if you see me in the space, I'm not moving. If you don't like it, get the fuck ASAP. ASAP after this shit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so those are my things that I've had to unlearn. And those are things that you actually all four of those at some point come across daily. So mm. yeah. those are really good points. Really good points. Okay, so you had a lot of great things and I definitely agree. Those are some things I have to unlearn as well. Um, so my, the things that I need to unlearn, um, we already talked about one of them previously. Uh, well, we talked about, you know, needing validation or whatever. There's something that I struggle with. Um, 
my, you know, my, my relationship with my mom and my dad, well, their relationship was kind of tumultuous on me. I was the child that had to see the bulk of the domestic violence and all that kind of stuff. I had to see a lot of that. And um, so they were kind of focused on doing them. And then after they got a divorce, my mom was gone for work most of the time, you know, to provide for us. So she really wasn't around a lot. And I was mostly with my cousin. So I didn't realize how much I needed to seek validation for people that were close to me and people who were older than me until I got older. Like, damn, why do I really give a fuck of what they think? Like, why do I really care? And it's not, it's because my mama was gone a lot of the time. And then after my dad left, him and I didn't really have a great relationship. So we touched on that. And then um, one thing I needed to unlearn, we talked about that in our first episode was the need not to whoop your children for mm-hmm. them to um listen to you and for them to um understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not gonna say whatever works for you and your child or whatever, that works for you and your child. I'm speaking on me. Um I've learned that a lot of times when you whoop your children, it comes from a different place. Um, you're already probably frustrated and the child probably did something minor to tack on to what you're already frustrated about. So that's what triggers you to like, well, I'm going to beat your ass and this, this, and this, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I had to get out of that. And that kind of stuff passes down to generation to generations. Like, okay, yeah, my parents beat me and I turned out fine. I'm going to whip my kids too, you know, whatever. <laughs> and in reality you really did not turn out fine you have to use x y and z to cope with some of the things you have to cope with and i'm gonna be completely transparent here and be, you know 100 honest um my parents with me and more so of my dad and my mom and i i would love to say i turned out fine but you know i use alcohol to cope with some of the things i go through like I get upset. I, w- I would not say that I'm an alcoholic by far by you know I would I would not classify myself as that but I will get you know stressed out like oh okay yeah girl I need a glass of wine or yeah I need a cup or whatever um and I'm trying to get out of that and that's um something that's also a generational curse in my family like my dad was an alcoholic his mom was an alcoholic her dad was an alcoholic and then my mom's father was an alcoholic so I have like generations of this passed down and I wouldn't classify myself as an alcoholic because it could be days where I don't have a drink or whatever and I'd be fine but then one little thing triggers me I'm like oh yeah girl I need to drink or whatever but that kind of ties into me whipping my kids or whatever but um another thing that I would have to say that I need to unlearn is wait before we move on I just want to say when people say 
so and so I got whoopings and I'm fine. It's like, mm, okay, well, define fine exactly because that's where we would beg to differ because mm. maybe you didn't just like you said you have we'd have to discuss what you thought was fine what that meant and dig deeper into that also i don't have children yet as most of you know and i think my husband and i decided that we were not going to be disciplining our children in a manner that yeah um, whooping them because we both agree that it comes from an angry place and in his past you know, that's something that he doesn't agree with. And in mine, you know, I, I, I got my share of ass whoopings. And I don't, you know, say that I'm just super damaged, but I don't know if I'm just totally fine. I'm not blaming it on that. I just feel like when Brittany said they came from a different place, they do. And because, it, because of how I know that is I remember being a child and being promised ass whoopings. Like, I can't get mm-hmm. him now, but I'm going to get you later. Most of the time, the later never came. Do you want to know why? Because they were no longer upset enough to put hands on it. So why not? You see what I'm saying? That That's that's yeah. where you know. It's not about it. I forgot. And then they'll be like, oh, don't think I forgot for days. Don't, don't, don't think I forgot like a threat. And it's like, well, it's not about you forgetting. You remember, but you don't, I, it didn't evoke that same emotion. You're not mad about whatever you were. Therefore, transferring your um dusty ass energy onto me and I'm not saying that everybody does what they want to do with their kids and you know sometimes they might need their ass tapped a little bit like I don't feel like it's anything wrong with you know tapping the hand but when you feel like you can't communicate with the child and you really gotta go on and do a full ass ass whooping to me I just don't think that's entirely right and I used to be like I'm whooping that ass I can't wait for it but now I'm just like "Mm, but why would I do that because I'm mad Think about that. Where does the mm. ass whooping come from? Like, you're mad, or do they re- like? Are they because re- I I know kids that got their ass whooped. I mean, beat. I would say beat, and they turned out bad as shit. Yeah, it really doesn't really honestly change too much. I remember, um, you know, my mom and dad going through, you know, whatever. They were still together, but they were, you know, it was still hell at home, and I would be bringing home bad grades and I would get whoopings for the bad grades but okay but that's oh that's, gosh that ain't changing nothing maybe I need a tutor <laughs> like, <laughs> or maybe like the situation at home is too much for me to want to focus and I'm using school as a tool to get me out of you know the reality at home like whoopings really don't really change nothing like, it really don't if your child if you feel like your child is quote unquote bad your child gonna be bad or you know if he wanna you know be a Tasmanian devil at school you whooping him is not gonna change shit it's really not no it's just gonna kind of make him feel he's gonna learn how to deal with it (laughs) basically (laughs) and then the thing is like for one newsflash if if your child is not doing great in school coming home and giving them ass whooping like how does that equate to I'm gonna like, I don't think anybody purposely wants to put C all down the test to get it wrong and spike their mom. Like, if they don't know, then that means something they didn't know, they didn't do well, but an ass whooping for that or a punishment for it. It's like, how about we get some tutors and try to find out what the problem really is? Yeah. Let's 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 do that rather than I'm going to punish you because it's like now you're making school a terrible fucking experience. And that's why you hear people say school is not for me. School is not school is for everybody. But you know what the the situation because all school is is learning. You know what I mean. Everybody learns differently. But when when you have these roadblocks to learning, because if I don't 
achieve this, that I'm going to get my ass up. There's so many things that come along with that that make people feel like that, well, I could never do school. And I'm like, well, everybody, like most people I know, likes to learn something new. It's just the parameters in which we, you know, provide for that to happen. I don't know. That's my spiel. We can move on. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay, so another thing that I've had to unlearn um, is I have a thing about people and their tone of voice. Like, if, um, say me and my husband, like, we're not arguing, but we're having, like, a, a disagreement or something, and his tone of voice changes during the disagreement, I will get super in my feelings. And um, take that personal and take that to heart. And I need to learn how to just deal with he can feel how he feels. And the way he, you know, he may be passionate about it at the time and not say that he yells at me because he really doesn't. Like, he is so patient. Um, But he may be passionate about something at that time. And then I just, it's like a dagger to my heart. But how could you yell at me? Or how could you just raise your octave or make it seem like you're just so mad? Like that has nothing to do with me. I mean, that how he feels has nothing really. Um, That doesn't mean he's necessarily mad at me, you know. It's all about like, I'm learning how to parent my inner child basically um tone of voice was a major thing at home at my house like it was constant yelling and constant fighting and so that is I'm learning what my triggers are and so I have to realize that my husband is not my dad by far um He's really patient. He's kind sometimes. Hey, babe. Um, (laughs) But it has nothing to do with me personally. And then I have to realize, like, maybe, hey, like, he wasn't able to get his point across as a child either. So maybe that's why he's trying to convey what he's trying to convey to me in a a passionate way. So, ooh, (laughs) that girl just described something I forgot. So I just have to learn not to take people's tone of voice so personal. I I like that I no matter who it is, like I could read a text message like, oh well, Nika meant this this way and da 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 and it don't be like that ninety nine percent of the times it's just a misunderstanding and I have to learn how to like not really take everything so personal, like it it ain't about that. Like, yeah, because like, when you break it down, I, I, Brittany, I feel like I'm the same person with you on this one. The same, literally, everything you said is so true. Like, if my husband and I have, you know, disagreement or even talking, and then his reaction is not what I think it should be. It's, yeah, it's, it's more like, like, what you mean? Why you say it like that? Da, da, da. It, but he not saying it like and I, that. <laughs> and he says that to me so many ways. Like, I. 
I can't say something without you getting defensive and I'm just like yes. where is it why am I getting so defensive I always had to defend myself and it's like there's that inner child yes. there's that yes. inner child and then maybe he didn't get to like you said maybe he didn't get to express himself so maybe that's why it has to be said in that way because he feels like if I say it to you this way then this will be more of a way where I can more grab your attention but that has everything to do with him and not me so it's not for me to you know yeah. be like oh this is the reaction that I would expect for something like that that's me that's none of my business what his reaction is that's something he has to deal with and not me yeah. take it personal like absolutely ooh. his yeah. reaction is not my responsibility no um my reaction is my responsibility and a lot of times I'm having to go back and apologize or whatever because I interpreted something wrong and he wasn't trying to um like sometimes like the uh, a couple days ago I was like well sometimes how you say stuff it just make me feel like I'm stupid or whatever but no, he just had to break it down in layman terms because maybe it's just not getting through to my thick skull because I'm too busy, got my, you know, them damn bricks up in my face. Like, well, you ain't finna hurt my feelings. So I'm gonna oh, hurt girl. Feelings. The, oh, was you in feelings. here? Was you in here the other day in my house? <laughs> was you in my house the other day? <laughs> what the fuck? So oh. it's like, I don't, I know this, you know, I, I know I have people who love me unconditionally, but I know this one person for sure, besides my mom and my sister, they love me. This person loves me unconditionally. I shouldn't have to be that way with him, mm-hmm. especially if I want to spend the rest of my life with him. Right? I don't have to be such a hard body and a hard ass all the time. Like, tone it down a notch. Let's be soft. Let's be, let's be, you know, um, delicate and not delicate like a fucking flower let's be delicate you know like a bomb but I can still be soft at the same time you know everything ain't who knows what the you know the hell he had to go through and yeah we talk about that but I don't know every detail or whatever just like he doesn't know every detail with mine but this is one person that I don't have to fight with and I wasn't taught that as a child like I wasn't taught that you know or even like getting ready to get married like you ain't gotta make everything about nothing well guess what my whole life everything has been about something so how do I cut this off you know mm-hmm. so I would like literally all all my life in my Sophia all my life I had to fight <laughs> <laughs> Mm. So I'm just learning that everything is really not a big deal. And if he could hear me now, he'd be like, see, I told you, da 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 now, da da whatever. But... Same, but never, <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm not going back and admitting that shit. I'll just change the behavior. Because guess what? He don't listen to the podcast, so it's okay. So he ain't ever going to know. Boop. Ever. <laughs> okay, and then the last thing that I had to unlearn was um, I have to be good to me to be good to the people that I love. So I need to make sure that my mental health is in check or, you know, I'm feeling good or I'm feeling positive to be, you know, to transfer the energy to my children or to my, you know, my husband or to my best friend or 
to my mom or whatever, like, you really need to, nobody ever tells you, like Brandon said, to love yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, people automatically, I think people think that that is a given. Well, yeah, you do got to love yourself, but nobody ever puts that into terms. And sometimes you do have to break that shit down to people, like, one, two, three, four, like, before, you know, I went from seeing my mom and daddy fight to going and getting into a relationship that was just like my mom and dad to being into a loving relationship and then like putting my guard up and like, okay, but I, okay, yeah, I need to truly love myself before I can love this other human being or before I can really love these children like I'm supposed to. So that is just a, it's that's an ongoing lesson it's hard to do that like every day I'm learning more and more things about myself like yes you need to wake up with a smile on your face so you can that can set the tone for your day or um speak positive to speak positively to yourself like I saw a meme the other day I shared that as well it's like if you spoke to your friends the way you speak to yourself you wouldn't have no fucking friends so you're saying you've had to unlearn the idea that you know everybody else come like you said for you you pretty much had to unlearn that you know it was like I need it to was, put myself first put yourself first right everybody else yeah. come first right so you've had to unlearn that you don't you what am I trying to say it's the it's the airplane analogy you gotta put your fucking mask on before you can put somebody else somebody else's got you Right, because people make you feel like you're being selfish so just unlearning like you you do need to be selfish though because the only way I can help you is if I help myself first so if I'm right. if I, I need to be more about self in a way that's okay instead of like well it's you know it's more about everybody else no it's about yourself because when everybody else is gone you're the only one that goes with you everywhere you're the only and... one that knows your story and you can't you can't yeah, leave yourself person. you're the only person that talks to yourself more than anybody else throughout the day and I know people love to say well you talk to yourself you're crazy but listen you you literally talk to yourself more than you talk to your anybody else <laughs> so if your thoughts that are in your head are negative and um self-wounding then what do you expect so I've had to, you know, like I said a couple episodes ago, I wake up in the morning, I listen to my affirmations that I recorded to myself. Hey, you are loved. You are beautiful. I say to myself, like, on that tape, like, you are beautiful, like, six times. Because I feel, I honestly feel like I'm not pretty. I don't feel like any of that. I don't, that's not how I portray myself. I just, like, oh, average. I'm okay. Like, I can be cute when I want to be cute or whatever. Sometimes I'd be like, girl, you ugly. Oh wow! <laughs> you know really what's sad about that? There's nothing that anybody can like. You have to truly believe that because some days, no matter right. how much my husband might say that to me, you're a beautiful woman. It goes in one ear and out the other one. If I don't truly believe mm-hmm. it in that moment, I might just be like, "Okay, thanks." But then it's like, mm, do I really think that? Why am I not thinking that? Did I? You know what? My husband will say the same <sighs> thing, but it's like, oh, oh, you look so nice today. Yeah, but I need to go to the gym. I need to do this. Look at yep. my belly. Like, look my hair look at this look at that so why can't I just not accept the 
compliment and keep it moving. Hey, babe, you look real nice today. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I feel like I was a bad bitch when I put my hair up in the, you know, whatever, <laughs> pineapple this morning. <laughs> like, why can't I just accept that? And I said, like, like, Yeah, I said, like, Oh, what about this fupa? Look, I yeah. mean, girl, I was going. But guess what, girl? He, I had the fupa when he married me. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> So, yeah, those are a couple of things that I've had to unlearn. And just like an onion, I'm peeling layers and layers of myself back every day. I'm bruised, but I'm not broken. I am, I'm going to bend, but guess what? A bitch is never going to fold, ever. You know what? That's the name of this episode, Bruised But Not Broken. Yes. Come on, episode. I like it. Bruising, not bruising, broken. Things we have to unlearn. Okay. So we have reached and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Back, 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 back. Okay. We've reached another segment of the podcast. Do you like my little, my little, um, my songs? No, you don't. I don't. I mean, you know, that's how you want to <laughs> sing them, you know, whatever. That girl ain't going platinum, but I mean, I ain't mad. Who are me? Okay, so when I get a Grammy, I don't want to hear about it. Thank you. Don't you know what? I'll be on the front row in the tightest black I'm dress say, I got. I'd like to thank Danica for not supporting me. Next, oh, no. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to be on the front <laughs> row in my Ivory Park like this bitch. I was yes! along the way. Yes! Yes. We stand a queen, Beyonce. <laughs> yes. I'm still waiting for my orange box. Thank you. Girl, I look the orange box. I'm gonna get say just do it on it. I think that's all I'm gonna get from. Wait, Nika, this (laughs) I know that's a whole nother brand, but that's the only orange box I can see that bitch ain't fucking with me. She is not Beyonce. If you listen to this podcast, (laughs) I let your girl. All (laughs) righty. So we've we were saying we've reached another segment of the podcast. If niggas ain't got shit else, they got the what be. Audacity. The 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 audacity. So the un the un which which word you use? The unmitigated gall. Yes, because these niggas ain't got no mitigation. That was my okay. Um so actually I don't have an audacity per se. Do you have one? I don't. This that, and that's a shocker for both of us. That is a shocker because I'm just like, wait, I y- y'all know I live for my, you know, audacity moments. And I've been keeping my head down this week, like for real. I'm and I've been my- keeping my chest up and out, like who wanted? That girl can't wait for. And I actually, you know what? Actually, I could have one, but I'd rather. I have I have a microaggression. Okay. So we're going to start sharing with you guys different things that we experienced, especially in one of my unlearning um, when I mentioned holding your own space. I would like to share a microaggression. A look like two of them that's really been bothering me. Mm-hmm. And y'all tell me what y'all think. I, th- I might have told you about this one, Brittany, but like a month ago before I went to Atlanta, we were having a meeting. 
And in the meeting, before everybody really got there, because they love scheduling meetings for this o'clock, but nobody really gets there until 05, 6, 7, whatever. So we were talking. It was my boss's boss and I. And I mean, she all right, but after that, I definitely don't fuck for her. So we were, you know, I, it, those who know me know I do not like small talk. I do not like it whatsoever because why? I don't want to talk mm-hmm. to you. And mm-hmm. so the small talk the small talk started and we were kind of talking about what we were going to be doing for the weekend. I mentioned that I was going to Atlanta. Um, I was going to see a show and she was like, oh, okay, nice. And she was like, I'm taking my husband to go see this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was like some type mm-hmm. of musical orchestra or some shit. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and she goes on to say, and it's where she fucking tried it. She goes on to say, yeah, because I don't like that harsh music. Like, I don't know. I don't like rap music. I don't like harsh music at all. And I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, mm-hmm. who brought up rap music, sis? Because I said I was going to a show. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I didn't say it was a musical show. I didn't say anything about music. You brought up music and then proceeded to tell me the music that you thought that I listened to that I didn't like. And you also let me know you you felt like it was harsh. Well, I'm like, y'all have to see this bitch. She is like, okay, I'm not going to shade her too bad, but she is like 300 pounds with a gray bun in the back of her head and just looks like her name is fucking Mildred Hubble. Like, <laughs> no, I don't take you for a fan of Tupac, sis. I actually don't. So why would you say, like, I don't listen to rap? We know that. So you trying to say you above rap? Because you, I mean. She looks like she smoked them loose squares. She used to smoke them loose squares. And now she coughs all day long in the office talking about it's the air quality. Bitch, it's still the emphysema in your lungs, ho. Yeah, I have to go COPD. in on her. <laughs> huh? She gets COPD. Yes. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen. All right. So let me just let me let me let me get these out right quick. They just pissed me off because I'm like, (laughs) rap music, bitch. I you definitely don't look like you rap shit, but uh unwrap a burger paper. So I never even thought you did listen to rap music. The fuck? Second microaggression comes from the same bitch. Wouldn't you know? This is a more recent one. This one happened on Friday. We had a company meeting. She went to the store to get some things for the meeting so we can have some food. And when she comes from the store, she's been gone for like an hour and a half. Like, how long does it take to get shit from Costco? But whatever. She goes to the store. She comes back. She's like, yeah, I can't do it. Now, mind you, in the area where we work, um, the county is a black county. I live in PG County. It's very black. And hey, I know the- that's a PG County. Yes. <laughs> So, and where I work, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of us Black folks there. But when you think of, like, anyway, so these are white spaces. Again, when I white spaces. She went to Costco and she came back. Keeping that in mind, I'm knowing my area. She comes back and says, yeah, man, I just, I mean, I just, I really can't do this anymore. I just can't stand ignorant people. And my mm. antennas just went up because I'm like, wait, I don't necessarily think ignorant people are black people. I don't. So it's not even like me associating one with the other. But I'm just listening to your language and how you're describing because I've heard her say that before. But it's always in an area that's an urban area. And then this other lady pipes up and says, yes, I like the one better in Arundel Mills. When I go to Arundel Mills, a Mills, I see a lot of white people in other but not black so to me, that was indicative of 
it's too many blacks and I didn't have a good experience because they were ignorant. Now, why would you say that makes, I don't just don't like ignorant people. So to me, that was definitely a microaggression because I felt like, bitch, so I'm just supposed to not know who you're talking about? The fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to what you're saying and I hear the conversation that's going on and all of y'all really make me sick in this motherfucker office. So I just would like, wanted to share those microaggressions and get those off my chest just because, you know, whatever. I just, somebody needs to hear them. Mm. You know what? I just, I don't think they know that we know that when they say hood and ghetto, that's what you're e- equating that to. You know, we all know what that means. So just say it's it's too black for you. Just say that and keep it moving. Now, if you yeah. listen, if they said that in the office, they're they're that would really trigger my soul, and I couldn't even hold my peace any longer. But her saying ignorant people. It's like, mm, I really want to fuck you up, but I, I'm going to keep getting paid, though. They, keep, they throw around the term loose, um, not loose, but hood and ghetto. At well, not, I'm not so much ghetto, but hood in my office. And I'm going to give it one more week before I push the, the motherfucking gas on the ass. <laughs> give it, I'm going to work this week out. And then nobody say hood then, I'm gonna be okay. But next week when somebody throw out the hood, I'm gonna push the gas on the premium uh premium pump, okay? Now let's talk about this, Sally, because what do you mean? But, right, when you before what do you, you mean hit the ninety three, please just say like can you define hood for me? Cause I'm, I'm just be a little confused. So dense. Like, what do you what do you mean when you say hood? Cause I don't I, don't, I ain't never heard that term before. You never heard hood? Mm-mm, never heard of hood. No, never heard of never heard of her. <laughs> so I definitely I have a microaggression for the week and my microaggression is <sighs> so my parents could have named me the simplest you know besides no. Amy or you know whatever like my name is fairly simple it's gazillions of people out here named Brittany you know this a one if do don't you agree? Like that's one of the simpler names that you could. It's fairly easy. Yeah. You you find somebody named Brittany. It's like okay, that's easy, girl. Brittany. Okay. So my parents named me that one of the simpler names that you could ever think of. Like, not to shade them, but really, you you ain't got to really put too much thought into that. <laughs> and that's no shade. I. I love being named Brittany. It fits me stupendously. So, like I said, working in a new office, got an email address. They got, you know, my name beside it, you know, B blank at blank blank at gmail.com or whatever. And you know how, like, you have your name besides, like, okay, I'm going to email Anika and it says Anika blank. This is who I'm emailing, you know? So, somebody sends me an email. Email says, hey, Brooke, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> I couldn't even focus on <laughs> what the damn email said because who the fuck is Brooke? Who is Brooke? And I can't even blame it on you not paying attention because it literally says, be blank at blank at gmail.com it has my name you know 
Brittany, whomever. So I emailed back, you know, my response, and I put at the end, best regards, all capitals, Brittany. She emails back, oh my God, is your name Brooke or Brittany? No, she didn't. <laughs> oh, Asia, it's now she now the now the bitch don't know her name. Like, wait, I don't know my name. I signed it on the email. What do it say? What does it say? Does it what, say Brittany? Does it say Brooke? Where did the word Brooke come from? So, Brooke is the girl who worked there previously before I did. Two, but not one person, two people before me. So this person has been long gone. Oh, they told me your name was Brooke, but okay, yeah, they may have told you my name is Brooke, but I would have said, hey, y'all said that this girl named Brooke, but on the email, it say Brittany, so who am I emailing? Brittany or am I emailing Brooke? Who who am I talking to so I can make sure that I'm being proper and being correct? Oh, God damn. These microaggressions really like, come on, man. Like, you see that shit on the email. Okay. So after I said, hey, yes, it's Brittany or Brittany or whomever, however you want to pronounce it. And then I signed again, Brittany, just so you can confirm it's, it's me. Oh, my God. They told me that your name was Brooke, but it's not. It's not, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not. So that's just that on it. We ain't got to keep going back and forth, bitch, about what my name is. Do I need to scan to email my uh, birth certificate so you can understand who I am? Like, y'all really, uh, they be trying it. But you know what? I feel like if you you were, you know, of a vanilla complexion and, and Anglo descent, that she, that second question of, oh my gosh, is your name Brittany? First of all, they probably wouldn't have gotten it wrong in the first place. And then they wouldn't have questioned you about it. Like, why you got to question me about what my name is? The fact that I even have to think about, damn, do I need to provide this? I need to provide you with a motherfucking thing. If I say my name is this, that's what it needs to be. And you need to be okay with that instead of asking me. Like, come on now. Because you doubting the shit. Like, because you doubting it now, I got to come show you proof. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Cool. And what's this? This one thing also that I'm going to add to my unlearning is like I need to be more firm and put my foot down just a little bit more because I tend to worry about other people's feelings and I tend to worry about my own. Girl, fuck you! I don't give a fuck. Like I'm start. <laughs> I'm really starting to not give a shit about anybody, and that also comes with like, so, like I said, you know, sometimes you do need to be a hard body but you don't have to be a hard body all the time but in your workspace hold your own sis really do like don't let these people disrespect you don't move out the way say what the fuck you gotta say and if you know what if they feel the type of way about that that place is not for you and you need to find your own line maybe you need to create your own shit or do whatever but these folks will try you and they'll try you intentionally and that's what i got from that email oh are you Brooke or Brittany? I just told you who I am. So why are we still talking about this? What do you need from me? What can I provide for you? What can I get to you so this conversation can be over? And it's just that on that. 
because you're interrupting the shit that I got going on here that I can truly be getting done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you need, sis? Huh. So that's my microaggression for the week. Quick question. Yes, we've gone a lot. I don't even know if we'll be able to get to the manifesting, but mm-hmm. have you noticed or have you do people like when they're talking to you um, like kind of tap you a little bit? Like, like I have on not your arm it. or your back? No. No, 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 no. Because let me cause be the I, first to say, I don't like all the touchy feel shit. Don't fucking touch me. Don't. Believe. I have been, believe it or not, allowing it. And it has to stop. <gasps> it's really bothering me. Please. Oh, okay, I know you would never allow this. I know you would never allow this. But ain't nobody touch your hair though, right? No, 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 okay. no. Girl! <laughs> What seems like an innocent pat, like, oh, how's it going, Anika? Oh, okay, okay. Like an old ass man, they'll kind of like give you a tap on the arm, like, oh, how's it going? How's it going? And it's just like, I have to find a way to say, hey, can you just not touch me without being a bitch? Because as soon as I say I'm going to be a complete bitch, because there was, I told you the time when that guy came over my desk and he literally like put his whole body like over my hand, my mouth, and I had to, I had to put my elbow to an angle. And and do a move and get a little hood and say, David, you need to back up. And then baby, you did not tell me about I this. Told I told you about that. To say, no, you did not. I didn't tell you. This man came over my and took over my fucking talking about hold your own face. He took over my space, Brittany, put his hand on my mouth. The ultimate disrespect. Your nasty uh, hands. If you don't take your Newport cigarette smoking, black coffee drinking ass out of my face. Matter of fact, and I'm gonna tell you what he looked like in a minute. He, I put my elbow. I had, I said, "Davy, you have to back up. You are way too close." And at that point, everybody kind of looked at me, and I'm like, at this point, I don't give a fuck because he in my space in sexual harassment. Get the fuck back. You really close to me, and he, and then so then he made it like I was weird, right? So this is the micro, another microaggression. He made it. He's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry." So when he came back, then he, he backed up far away to where he couldn't see shit on the screen. Talking about, is this, is this good? I said, yeah, as long as you can see. Now, you want to act stupid, I'm going right with you. Yeah, if you can see from right there, that's fine. You know the fuck, you don't need to be that far back. But what you don't need to be is close enough to touch my fucking mouth. Because now you're doing too much. And they don't even think anything is wrong with that. Why the fuck are you that close? How are you okay with being that close to my, you're a man and I'm a woman. Stop fucking being creepy because you feel like this space is yours. So then every time he walked by, then he's like, I'm going to stand back. I'm going to stand back. At first, I was like, David, you're doing too much. I literally said it. Just I was like, okay, you're doing too much. And then when he started just like being an asshole, I'm like, well, fine, stay there. And now what? Now when he sees me, he always tells me, oh, you're doing a great job. I really appreciate everything you do. And he has a total different respect. Like, I had, we had to go there in order to establish the rapport that we have now. Now, David's a cool guy. Even though he gives me Peter Pettigrew, Google Peter, Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling my um, one of my coworkers that, and I, 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 um, I emailed that to her. No, I said, he gives me Peter Pettigrew. And when she Googled it, she busted out laughing at her desk just like that because he was getting on her nerves. <laughs> but yeah, girl, so anyway, I just had to share that. Yeah. So, okay, you know, so let me ask: Is it, is it a, um, is it a clear people thing or is it a man thing? 
it could be or a little bit of both. both. I think it's a, it's a combination of both. But what I notice is I'm not that bothered. Honestly, when it's a black man, I'm not as bothered because they don't go as far. They don't go as far, but they'll go as far as you let them. They don't go as far. Um, and they don't, they would never reach over and give me a mouth. They kind of respect your space because I feel like they know how we are, especially most of them that deal with black women. They understand. I feel like we already have an understanding, but they, they could try it and just be a little close or a little, you know, extra talkative, but not in that capacity to where I've witnessed, where I've had to tell a couple people like, you are really close. Don't I don't understand why you have to be that close. It's like they like they breath to be inside your breath. Like, can you you stink? Can you move? Like, <laughs> or like when you stand up and they come talk to you and they're really close. And I've had to find myself taking steps back. Like in that way, I can't hold my space because I'm not gonna push you back. I will step the fuck back because I need you to be away. Like we need to look like just. You know, I, I unwritten rule, just a little space between you and the next person in a line, in a in a in a front we're facing conversation, what have you. Um yeah. Like my personal space is so sacred to me. Like mm. I don't I wanna say that shit go back to my childhood, but like even like I do my kids and my you know, my husband like that, like, okay, hey, you in my bubble, can you move? <laughs> It's like back the fuck up, please <laughs> move. Like it's just so uncomfortable, and especially with people you don't know. Like back, back, give me fifty feet, please. Or you know what? I'll take at work if we doing something and we have to do something that's collaborative. I understand there's a certain area of closeness that has to happen, but what doesn't have to happen is you being close enough to me where I feel uncomfortable. First of all. I'm not going to say my true thoughts, but first of all, yuck, okay? You already get on my nerves. I'm here to get a check. I'm not here to be that close to you because guess what? If we pull the check out, I'm not coming to work. So therefore, I need you to conduct yourself as if we both here trying to get a check. Not that we just on, a, on some hangout shit. Like, I don't ever want to be that close to you. That's not okay. And and they make it, and then just for you to turn it around on me to make it seem like I'm some super bitch, like oh I'm standing all the way over here, bitch, fuck you and stand over there then. Please if you feel do. like you need to be that Please far. Do. So dusty do. Peter Pettigrew looking ass, stupid ass, ugly ass, smelly ass, uh, Anglo-Saxon head ass, wet hair ass. Uh, I wear my toes out in the wintertime and I stay I ain't cold looking ass. Okay. That's Long nice. sleeve shorts wearing ass. So glad. <laughs> I hate the rainbow looking ass. <laughs> I'm done. Keep going. <laughs> sick of it. Sick of it. Okay. So we're just going to do a little manifesting Monday tip. Um, and the tip for this week is learning how to meditate. So meditate, people make meditation seem like it's really hard and it's not. It's something that's fairly simple. You just have to train your mind how to do it. So meditating is basically clearing your mind and like we said last time, changing how you think and how you talk to yourself. The best time to meditate for me 
personally, it's first thing in the morning. Once you wake up, you don't really have too much on your mind, like first thing in the morning. So I wake up, I express my gratitude. Thank you, God. Thank you for waking me up because you didn't have to do that. Da, 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 da. Um, I lay out sometimes I I set my alarm like a little like five minutes earlier so I can just lay there and meditate for a minute so you want to meditate somewhere where it's very quiet where you cannot be disturbed for like 10 or 15 minutes until you you know gradually work into it and then you know you can meditate for however long you would like but for the beginner's sake you know five or 15 minutes a quiet space where nobody's going to interrupt you. Um, and you want to clear your mind. And it's going to be a little bit difficult in the beginning because when you are trying to clear your mind, you know, your thoughts are going to be running. And that's okay. Let them Ooh, wander. Yes. <laughs> Let them wander. Let them do your thing. But always try to center that back to something positive or focus your energy on something that's good like a, you know like i said positive my mind be feeling like a tom and jerry episode when i'm getting ready to medita- meditate and i just have such a hard time i just see the mouse and the cat chasing each other like that's what's really going on i just cannot get that to stop but i have to figure out something like because it's crazy so one thing i will say like my mind did that too is like when i first started meditating like I didn't really have knowledge on how to do it. It's like, okay, so yeah, they just say I'd be quiet and just, you know, not think about nothing. And like your mind is not always not going to think about something because that's not how your mind works. Um, But one thing that really helped me was Googling um, Ben Arrow Beats and that's B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L beats b-e-a-t-s on youtube um or you know itunes and what those do was you know they have uh, megahertz um sound waves that help your mind think so like it's one that you know that says deep sleep megahertz or you know, if you can't get to sleep, you, you okay. So if you can't get to sleep, you you could put on one thing. I tricked to do car singing is like, okay, you can't get to sleep, you restless. Okay, let's turn on, um, let's turn on thunderstorm sounds for the night, and that calms his mind down. Like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. Like, this is really peaceful. This is calming, and so that's what those megahertz do is calm your mind. So they have one that's like for studying that helps your mind focus with studying, deep studying. Um, they have some that's um, they actually have some that's for manifesting that helps your mind focus on manifesting. They have a whole bunch of different megahertz. Um, what was I about to say? Pause. I listened to some classical music the other day when I was studying. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did it help you study? I feel like it did because the answers I came up with was the ones I was shouting out, talking about how the shit was so hard. And I was like, huh, maybe that did help. That I mean, It really does help. So this is y'all homework for the week. 
whatever you're focusing on or whatever you want to take your mind off of, get on YouTube and look up Ben Aural Beats. Again, that's B-I-A-U-R-A-L Beats, B-E-A-T-S. And that's going to help you with clearing your mind. And another thing that helps you with manifesting is, I mean, uh, meditation would be focus on your breathing and not your thoughts. Mm. So one thing I learned um, before I knew who she really was, um, there's a mixtape on on iTunes and it's called by Sheila Marie. And I didn't know who Sheila Marie was before I started listening to the mixtape. And I kind of like after a couple months, I followed her on Instagram. That is Ace Hood's uh, fiance. I don't know if y'all know who Ace Hood is, the rapper, but that's his fiance. And she's all about meditation and positivity. She has a um, meditation mixtape that has really helped me a lot her voice is so soothing and so positive i try to listen to that as much as possible it's called the meditation mixtape um and she tells you to focus on a four-step breathing mechanism so you want to start like i believe it's like in your pelvis and then in your stomach in your chest in your head and you want to breathe to all of those areas and then after a couple seconds you let go in your head and your chest and your pelvic in your stomach and your pelvic area and that is really like you're so focused on your breathing you're not focused on anything else and that's also called box breathing i believe Hmm. so um box breathing and meditation has been something that has helped me out tremendously like when I'm super anxious or when I got a lot of nervousness going on um that has helped me tremendously so if you have any questions about meditation or want to dig a little bit deeper you can always email us at blackgirlmanifest at gmail.com that's b-l-k girl manifest at gmail.com and we will get back to you um, and next week we are going. I'm going. I'm going to do a little series. I'm going to do something special. I kind of started this on Facebook, but I kind of let fear get in the way. So we're going to do a seven part series of chakras. Yes. <laughs> and how to unlock chakras, unblock chakras, crystals, and all that kind of shit. So we're going to get into it. That's going to be fun. Hmm. Give me a reason to go get some, go to the shop and get some crystals and get my incense and get my smudging on. I'm excited. Listen, I, I, I said I was going to smudge the house for the new year and I never really got around to it because I just wanted to have a clean house or whatever. But um, the energy in the house has been just a tad bit off, not like a whole lot, but just like, you know, you crank up, the, turn the music up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's been off just a little bit, so I was like, "Let me go ahead and smudge the house and open these windows and get all this negative energy out of here." And it definitely worked for me. But the kids was complaining, "It stink," and then my husband's complaining, "I don't like how this smells." It's because y'all are the. It's because y'all the negative energy, and I'm here <laughs> by myself. That's no. why I love it. It's, it's y'all. It's not me. It smells good in here. 
So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna get into next, y'all. That's good. So Nika, what are you manifesting for the week? Um, I'm manifesting that I pass this test more to come because these are the last two classes. And you got it, girl. You got it. Thank you, Chris. And um <laughs> just manifesting just continual um unlearning mm. as I kind of transition um into doing something new and just um I'm manifesting like I, I'm realizing like how to go about things a different way. If you want something, focus on what you want, just like you said in the other episode, focus on what you want and not so much of what's what's not happening. Just focus on what you want, go for it, and it sh- literally shall be. So those are my, yeah. my manifesting. What about you? Where, where are you manifesting? Where you are now is going to take you to where you need to go. So just trust the process. Yes. That is true. I am much like you. I am learning how to trust the process. I've kind of dug into parenting my inner child just a little bit. And and it was super not intentional. I can't remember what really triggered it. But it's like, girl, you got some healing to do. (laughs) You know? So I'm just going to take my little baby Brittany, give me a little nursery blanket and swaddle me up like a little taco and love on myself the way I need to be loved and we, I think we put a lot of focus on self care, it's like oh girl get your nails done and get your hair done and you know make sure you look nice, get you some new clothes but that's that is a part of self-care, but that's a teeny, teeny, tiny last bit of self-care. The self-care starts when you are parenting your inner child or learning more about yourself. It's when you can look into yourself in the mirror in the morning when you know that you're fighting your demons or whatever. Um, you can look at yourself in the mirror and you got those horns on your head and trying to get those horns off like you are taking care of yourself mentally and physically. So that's what I'm manifesting for the week. I'm kind of peeling those layers of those onion backs and getting to the core. So I'm manifesting um, positive energy as I deal with a lot of traumatic shit that I dealt with in my childhood and learning how to love myself and then learning to love the people who depend on me the correct way. So that's what mm. I'm asking for this week. Wow. That's, 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 that's powerful. Well said. Because they need me, baby. They can't, they can't really do too much for themselves, but they need me. So, Well, it has been a very long episode. This is probably the longest one we've had. Is it? Um, yes, ma'am. I don't feel like we've been here like 30 minutes. I don't feel like that. Yes, we've actually been here one hour and 37 minutes and 32 seconds. And I feel like it's like that because we haven't really talked to each other. That is why. (laughs) So we are going to start calling each other as Brittany more as Brittany gets acclimated into her job so that we don't have to, you know, 
Have you guys? I don't know if you guys like longer episodes or not, but this I I personally thought this episode was going to be really short. But, I did too. I really did too. But it weren't. I really did too. But it weren't. Clearly, we had things to say. I, I mean, I would think the wedding episode would be a lot longer. But uh, you know what? I could still go on about that episode. I could too. Somebody know, made me I keep it cute. Still. Was coming up with the vacuum cleaner and a mop and shit. <laughs> I've had a couple people hit me up about the wedding episode as well. So me too. So I got nothing but. Yeah, positive feedback on that. I really appreciate it. So everybody that listened to that one, um, hope you guys took something from it. We really, um, yeah. We Thank you for that. listening to us, y'all. Like we like really, really, really appreciate y'all. Like it's, I think it does our hearts some. Well, I'm gonna speak for myself. It does my heart some good. Like y'all are really listening and enjoy what we have to talk about so that really makes me happy like that's that validation I need just (laughs) (laughs) that's the drug (laughs) no it makes me happy too because I mean it definitely makes my heart happy because y'all don't have to listen y'all can listen to many other podcasts so it means a lot um that you choose to listen to ours whenever you do so thank you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe Y'all follow us on Instagram. I'm Black Girl Manifest, B L A C K Girl Manifest on Instagram. And I'm still A P E A R 87. One day that will change, but for now, follow me. <laughs> and make sure you share. If you like it, share. Somebody yes. else will like it. Please. Tell Please us to share. share. And also, y'all make sure y'all start writing into us. You know, whatever oh, yeah. the topic is. Please. Like, we want to hear. Don't, I mean, we if do. you. If you, please send the feedback to that email so that we can start shouting people out on the show and just sharing stuff yes. with us because we want to kind of make it interactive so I can't wait until um, that part comes because then I won't have to be a mean girl and love the audacity segment I can love you guys' responses so. yes please I, I know these folks got plenty of audacities I know they audacities, do. microaggressions I mean we want to hear them please. I know we can't be the only ones Getting no, micro aggressed. Micro, what me aggressed? So, yes, send us an email at blackgirlmanifest at gmail.com. That's B L K girl manifest at gmail.com. We cannot wait to hear from you guys. So we can keep you anonymous if you like. Um, Nika, do you have any closing notes? Announcements? No, we got to get out of here. Oh, Lord, we tired. <laughs> okay, y'all. We'll see y'all later. See you next week, BG and Babes. Bye. Real niggas linking up. Air week. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>